Worldwide. It is Jesse James Williams on the Jesse Joe Live on 12 Ounce Sports Radio and TuneIn Radio app. Today is December the 18th, which means we are one week away from Christmas, which is great because it's a great time of the year. And a lot of times around this year, well, I mean, I think all the times around this time of the year, people give gifts. People give gifts for Christmas and, you know, Santa Claus comes down the chimney if you believe in that. And, you know, if there's any kids out there, Santa Claus is real. And I don't care if you don't have a chimney. Where where there is a Santa, there is a way. And so I was kind of thinking, I had a Christmas function last night for my job. And I was kind of trying to figure out what I was going to be talking about today. And the NFL, once again, is the gift that keeps on giving. And they gave me a gift. And that gift came into the form of Pro Bowl selections. Yay! You know that meaningless game that they used to play in Hawaii that they play somewhere else now. And then they moved it to like in between the Super Bowl and the the championship games. And then if you're in the Super Bowl, you don't get to play in it. And then they're like, hey, there's guys don't play defense in the Pro Bowl. We got to make this interesting. Guys, it's an exhibition game. The players aren't trying to get hurt. Contracts are not fully guaranteed in the NFL. I digress. So, the NFL came out with their Pro Bowl selections. And, man, so, I guess we're going to congratulate Tom Brady for making his 14th Pro Bowl, which ties the NFL record with Peyton Manning and a bunch of other dudes, Tony Gonzalez included, and some dude to play way back that I never even heard of before. Sorry to that dude if you're alive. I didn't mean to disrespect you. I just I never heard of you before. In fact, you know what, I will scroll up and I will say his name. Yeah, so it's Peyton Manning, Tony Gonzalez, Bruce Matthews, and Marlon Olson. Marlon Olson, I guess, is the guy that I haven't ever heard of. And so people are trying to call me and I'm on the radio, so I ain't got time to, to talk to him right now. But, so Tom Brady got his 14th Pro Bowl selection and... Aaron Rodgers also made the Pro Bowl in the NFC. What? 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 So look, there's two guys who were left off that list who were having way better years, in my opinion. In the AFC, Andrew Luck. I'm not going to say Ben Roethlisberger. He's thrown some costly interceptions that I think will keep him out of the Pro Bowl. You know, he's thrown for more yards and more touchdowns than Tom Brady. And they have the same number of losses this season. And then Russell Wilson in the NFC. And so, so Russell Wilson has 31 touchdowns and six interceptions. Andrew Luck has 35 touchdowns and did not make the Pro Bowl. And this is my problem with the Pro Bowl and why I respect the all-pro selections more so than the Pro Bowl. How are you going to leave Russell Wilson? Like, he has single-handedly dragged this team into playoff contention. Him and, P- him and Pete Carroll. And no disrespect to Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin, and whoever the heck runs the football for them. I could not tell you. Like, and so the the thing that came across to me, and Alvin Kamara didn't make the Pro Bowl either, but they picked Saquon Barkley, uh, Todd Gurley, and Ezekiel Elliott as ahead of Alvin Kamara. Which okay, Ezekiel Elliott leads the NFL in yards from scrimmage, and then like it's it's Ezekiel Elliott with one thousand eight hundred ninety two. Gurley with 1,831. Barkley has 1,809. 
McCaffrey has Christian McCaffrey has 1,747 yards from scrimmage, and Julio Jones has 1,523, and Kamara has 1,487. And so, uh, Adrian Peterson has 1,100 and then 123 yards from scrimmage and eight touchdowns at the age of 33. Very interesting. Um. So. Also, something interesting is Patrick Peterson became the 13th player to make the Pro Bowl in each of his first eight seasons. That is from ESPN.com, so they don't sue me. And ESPN.com. And he is the 13th player to make the Pro Bowl in each of his first eight seasons. The last player to do it was Joe Thomas of the Browns, who's retired. And the 11th. The other 11 players are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, so it looks like Patrick Peterson will end up in the NFL Hall of Fame. Back to the Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady thing. I have decided that the NFL, or, or who, I, I guess this is a fan vote, and so, of course, to have to put Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I know he's only thrown like one interception all year. I get that. But he's thrown the ball away so many times. His team's not been good. And he is, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, to me, has had a very bad year for Aaron Rodgers. And this is why I have always said, do not trust just numbers. Aaron Rodgers has only thrown 23 touchdowns this year to two interceptions. He has a 97.2 rating. I think Russell Wilson's in like the 112, 114 range. And so, and he's only completing 61.8% of his passes, which is way down from two years. I mean, yeah, six, his career completion percentage is 64.8. So... While Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal quarterback, he this is a year-by-year year honor. This is not a, oh, we got to put him in here. And that's how I feel like when, like, obviously Phillip Rivers and Patrick Mahomes deserve to be there in the AFC. But you're really telling me that the Colts, with their lack of talent, that Andrew Luck is not having a better year? Now, I get that the Colts aren't, in a playoff position right now, but this is about, this is an individual accomplishment. And I think that Andrew Luck, who will be the comeback player of the year, if they have any sense, has had a better year than Tom Brady. Tom Brady played badly against the Steelers, especially in prime time. And I really hate when my computer decides to send me Facebook messages while I'm on the air, because then you get that dinging sound in there. But for the most part, I wasn't too, and here's the other thing. So Antonio Brown, until last week, had less receiving yards than Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, once again, the wide receiver... I'm going to scroll down here and look at these. So the wide receiver group in the AFC is absolutely stacked. I mean, you've got DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, and Keenan Allen. I'm just not quite... I'm going to look up Keenan Allen's numbers real quick so I don't sound like an idiot on the air. Um... He's got 1,074 yards and 6 TDs. Let's look up Juju Smith-Schuster. Because, I mean, I could be totally wrong about all this. But, I think that the fans... I'm going to look up Juju Smith-Schuster stats real quick. Oh, I'm sorry. He's got 1,274 yards and 6 touchdowns. How is he not... How is he not on the Pro Bowl roster, Right? I could give you Ben's, but I mean, I will admit. Let's go look up Antonio Brown. Okay, Antonio Brown has scored a buttload of touchdowns, I'm pretty sure, this year. So we'll look up. Why can't I spell Antonio Brown? 
Antonio Brown stats. There we go. Thank the Lord for Google. He's got 1,112 yards and 13 touchdowns. So I guess the touchdowns are what's putting Antonio Brown over the top. So I'm okay. It's just maybe they should add another receiver and another running back. Because, I mean, these guys don't need to be out there playing long anyways in a game that doesn't matter. I didn't realize Antonio Brown's only four years younger than me. That's cool. And he runs a 4.47. And he does all this, and he's 5'10". So he's my height. He's basically my size, but a way better athlete. How much does this dude weigh? Oh, don't tell me. All right, whatever. So that's just kind of how I feel about the whole thing. The Chargers have the most Pro Bowl selections with seven. We're going to go. Um, so they had seven. And that's the most they've had since, oh, my gosh, they had ten players in 2008. So the Chiefs and the Steelers each had six. The New Orleans Saints, the Bears, and the Cowboys each had five. And the Buffalo Bills, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Oakland Raiders had zero. Dirk Cutter's going to get fired. Like, that's my takeaway. Obviously, the quarterback wasn't going to make it. Fitzpatrick or Jameis. They don't have a really good running back. I'm really surprised... I'm gonna go look up Mike Evans' numbers because I'm. That's kind of a surprising thing to me. And I'm gonna. And then we're gonna go look at the. We're gonna go look at the wide receiver rosters for the NFC and see why a dude. Are you kidding me? This dude got 1,328 yards and only five touchdowns. Wow. But as a number one option, I mean, he's on pace for. He gets to. He can get a 1,500 yards and not make the Pro Bowl. Now, let's be fair. We will go to the NFL's roster here on ESPN and see why Mike Evans got left off. Um, oh, I'm down too far. So wide receiver, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, and Devontae Adams. I really can't argue with any of those. I'm going to look up Michael Thomas's numbers, and I'm sure they're probably ridiculous. Michael Thomas stats. There we go. He's got 1,267 yards. And eight touchdowns. This is my point. I mean, now I don't know how much these guys really want to make the Pro Bowl, but it is astonishing to me that Mike Evans didn't make the Pro Bowl. Now he got he had a bad game against the Cowboys on the 29th, but he had 98. He had 11 catches for 98 yards, and his touchdowns are low because his quarterbacks are garbage. So y'all telling me that all this time that uh, your boy Fitz Magic, as y'all like to call him, out here. Was out here throwing that Mike Evans couldn't get more than five touchdowns this year. I'm just, I'm also very curious about Deshaun Jackson's numbers because Tampa Bay was out there lighting it up. Well, he's only got 750 yards and four touchdowns, which Deshaun Jackson is 32 years old. And why are people messaging me and talking to me while I'm on the radio? Hold on, guys, I got a text. I'm still here, guys. I got a buddy that needs me to call, so I'll call him on my commercial break here in a couple of minutes. But if you are listening to this on 12 Ounce Sports Radio, let me know what you think about the Pro Bowl selections. Let me know what you think. Who should have been selected? Who shouldn't have been selected? Because most of these, I mean, the pounces always, of course, are going to be on the Pro Bowl roster. Drew Brees, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, let's look at Jared Goff. Jared Goff has 
4,273 yards and 27 touchdowns. But let's go look at Jared Goff's last three games. And so he, in December, he has one, oh my gosh. Jared Goff has one touchdown and seven interceptions in the month of December. In their wins, he's 24 touchdowns and six interceptions. In his losses, he has three touchdowns and seven interceptions. They've lost three games. How the hell is Jared Goff a hollow? How, how the hell is Jared Goff in the Pro Bowl? Are you kidding me? Over, see, I would, okay, so I would, uh, my apologies to Aaron Rodgers. Like, my bad. Like, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson. Jared Goff? Like, yeah, he's thrown 27 touchdown passes. Man, I'm going to go to this game log and just tell y'all how bad this fool been over the past couple weeks. And this is not a shot at, well, maybe it's a shot at Jared Goff. I don't know. I really don't care. I'm here to talk about what happens on the field if people want to take it personal. So in the last three games, he's thrown one touchdown and six interceptions. He's thrown 13 interceptions on the year. So you're telling me that Ben Roethlisberger can't get into the Pro Bowl because of interceptions, but he can? Now, I'm not saying Big Ben's a Pro Bowler. Not saying that at all. But, come on, dude. Jared Goff, really? He was 18 of 33, 24 of 32. Now, don't get me wrong. In the game against Minnesota, he was phenomenal with five touchdowns. That was way early in the season. Never mind. Let me go back. Um, Kansas City, in the game they won, he was 31 of 49 for 413 yards. Um, four touchdowns, no interceptions with a QBR of 78.1, which is very, very good. He had a QBR of 82.1 in their loss against the Saints, where he threw an interception in that game. So he has done an interception in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, and he's had multiple interceptions in two games. This is why I feel like they... I feel like they should vote for the Pro Bowl after the regular season's, like, actually over because we still have two games left, and those games absolutely matter. Playoff seating, draft rank, draft order, um, making the playoffs, not making the playoffs. Very, very, very important things. And so this is just my way of just saying, man, like, why can't y'all wait to put out the Pro Bowl till the season's over? It doesn't take long. I mean, add up all the votes, end of the regular season. You've got another week before the playoffs start. And y'all could unveil these rosters instead of just showing it on article. Like, and, and, and like I said, he's got a 90. Jared Goff has not, has not been terrible this year. But in December, he's been bad. He's been really bad. Like I said, he's thrown. I don't know where they're getting this, this, this seventh interception from. Because I see one touchdown and six interceptions. But in the month of December. Now in November, let's see. In November, he's through three, five. Nine, nine touchdowns, one interception in November. So he was very, very, very hot in November. And mind you, they started the season one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He started the season eight and zero, oh, and then they lost, and then they won three, and then they've lost the last two games in a row. And against Chicago, he was twenty of forty-four for one hundred and eighty yards and four interceptions. He was awful in that game. Now, now give Chicago's defense a lot of credit because Chicago's got a very good team this year. Chicago's playing very well. They're, they've clinched their division, and Khalil Mack has absolutely vitalized that defense. And so that's my thoughts on the Pro Bowl. I'm going to take a quick commercial break. This has been the Jesse James Show presented by 12 Ounce Sports Radio and the TuneIn app. We will be right back after these messages. Hey, it's Cody James and Warriors play-by-play announcer, and you're listening to Edmonton Warriors Lacrosse on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. 
have partnered with Rally House, you just go to the website 12ozsportsradio.com, click on the banner on the right side of the page, and it will take you directly to Rally House. Rally House has some of the greatest, most unique sports items for that diehard fan, casual fan, and anybody and everybody out there that is special in your life. So go ahead and check it out. Once again, go to that website, 12ozsportsradio.com. Click on the banner to the right of the page, and you will get taken to the best sports merchandise website on all of the internet. When I'm working hard, I build up a thirst for sports. That's when I grab a cold 12-ounce sports radio. Twelve-ounce sports radio, quench your sports thirst. It's Mike here. See you on the next edition of Mike in Ten, because Mike's as good as milk. Got ten minutes? Hey, it's Cody Jansen from the World Hockey Report with Cody and Adam. Catch our show airing every Friday on Twelve Ounce Sports Radio at six o'clock Eastern Time. We're going over the best, biggest, and most controversial topics in the hockey world. You don't want to miss it. Fridays at six o'clock Eastern Time. Only on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. I am back. This is the Jesse James Show on 12 Ounce Sports Radio and TuneIn app. So I had to take a quick commercial break. I had a buddy hit me up with uh, some news about a friend of mine. I'm not going to put it out on air just because it's kind of a sad story, but... Um, what I will say is drinking and driving is not a good thing. And I know a lot of people across America do it. And I'm not here to pass judgment on anybody or, you know, tell people how to live their lives. But just know that it is very dangerous. You can kill people. You can ruin your life. And they're probably going to lock you up and send you to jail. And so I just felt like after hearing some news about a friend of mine, now he's alive, and but I mean, this guy is throwing his life away. And I've had my mistakes before, not drinking and driving. I don't actually drive. That's a, another story for another day. But I just feel like as a person on the airways and people who will listen to this on either Spotify or all the other apps, Spotify, Google, Apple, um, I think it's Stitcher and cast box and all these other apps if you listen and you listen to the show I feel like at some point there is important things that need to be said on air and that need to be taken very seriously all right so after that public service announcement we're going to get back into the sports world and so Brian Kelly has been named, and I think this may have happened in the last couple of days, but um, Brian Kelly was named AP Coach of the Year for the second time, the first time being in 2012, when he also led the Notre Dame Fighting Irish football team to a 12-0 record, and then, you know, they got obliterated by Alabama in the national championship game. And so, I have been on air... And maybe not on air, but I've been consistent about the fact that I'm not the biggest Brian Kelly fan. But there was something interesting 
in there was something very interesting in the article that I read. It was a quote from Brian Kelly. And I'm going to try to find this because it, it, it intrigued me about something that he said and something that I feel like was a really good self-realization of how he said he has changed his coaching um, style. Because if you've ever watched Notre Dame play, and I didn't get to watch them much this year, but um, he, Brian Kelly is a very, very emotional coach. And he seems very angry on the sidelines. And for some reason, I can't find this article. But I do remember what I read. And so I don't see the article on here. And so I'll basically just quote from what I remembered. So Brian Kelly said that he thinks that he is a better leader of this program and that he has taken time to listen to his players more. And I think that's something for a man that's as prideful as Brian Kelly that also told players after Charlie Weiss got fired once he got the job that they were the reason Charlie Weiss got fired and basically put it all on the, the, the upperclassmen that had played for Charlie Weiss. I would just say that it takes... A lot of guts and it takes a lot of self-realization to say you know what maybe I can't always coach like this right because the guy that always seems to me that was always losing his mind on the sidelines was Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp looked like he was about to have a stroke on the sidelines several times especially when he was the head coach at Florida and Millennials are different or I guess these are getting gen I don't know whatever these this new generation is and Listen, I'm, I'm in the military. I've been in the Army National Guard since 2000, January of 2005. I've been deployed twice. And so I went to basic training at Fort Benning. And trust me, they called me things and yelled things at me and got in my face and said a bunch of things I can't say on the radio if I ever want a real job. But I always understood that it was part of what I call the game, right? Because basic training is basically supposed to break you down and build you back up taking you from a civilian and making you into a soldier. So I didn't really take to heart too much of the insults. Like, I was told at one point that I was so dumb that everybody in my family must be dead. I don't know if the drill sergeant really felt like that, but and in the Army, there's a lot of yelling that goes on. And it, But at the, at the other time, so I'm a sergeant now, right? And so, and I was a camp counselor for children, at-risk youth children from ages 18 to 20. And it was a very, very integral part of my life, just as being an NCO now as a non-commissioned officer is what NCO stands for, sergeant, stripes, all that. And I've had to learn over the years, and I learned this from Phil Jackson and John Wooden. You don't treat everybody the same, but you treat everybody fairly. Everyone is... Every, so Michael Jordan didn't always have to follow all the nitpicky team rules because the coach, Phil Jackson, knew that when Michael Jordan stepped onto the basketball court, he was going to give 195 million percent every game. Dennis Rodman was allowed to be a little loosey-goosey because Phil Jackson knew that when Dennis Rodman stepped on the court, he was going to get 10 to 20 rebounds every game. And so, especially working with children, I realized that some kids need to be yelled at. Some kids, if you do that, will shut down. And so I've always expected, and, and as, a, as, a, as an NCO of younger soldiers, because I'm 34 years old. I almost said I was 35. I always forget how old I am. 
I have younger soldiers that are in their that are 18 to 22, 20, I mean 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Most of them are young kids, and they didn't grow up in the exact same environment that I did. Now, I didn't get yelled at a lot by my parents. That just wasn't their style. My dad's, I won't say my dad's a soft-spoken individual, but my dad is a very even-keeled person, right? So he, it was never really the yelling thing, was never really kind of how I was brought up. But I have been yelled at a lot at jobs and in the Army, and I get it, and I'm... And we, our coach, my eighth grade basketball coach was kind of a yeller. Great guy, though. Like, funny. I don't know how good of a basketball coach he was. I know he was a really good football coach. But I loved him. And so whenever he would go on rants and, and yell at us, sometimes it would motivate us to play better. Just like I was, in a, I was at a staff meeting and some stuff had happened at this camp. And, dude, our camp director lit us on fire. And we deserved it. Every single bit of it. And so, because at the end of the day... As a leader of, and this is why I talk a lot about leadership in college football, and I'm harder on college coaches than I am on NFL coaches based on their leadership style, and I'm harder on NFL players than I am on college players. Because a lot of these kids go to these major programs, have never really been away from home except for, you know, play road games. And so college is a developmental part of life, and you're taking kids that have never been away from home. And a lot of times, halfway across the country, and you know, there's girls, and there's alcohol, and drugs are available, and all the stuff that goes on in college campuses that nobody really wants to talk about. But if you've ever been in college and lived in a dorm room, you know that they go on. These kids are juggling academics. They're juggling practice, film, all of this. And their coaches are out there being really hard on them, which they should be because these coaches are under extreme pressure. I've never, like Nick Saban, is a guy that I think has multiple leadership styles. Like sometimes you see him ranting and raving, but if you see him at award shows with his players, it does legitimately seem like he cares about his players and players are still around that program after they graduate. So at Brian Kelly, I feel like hopefully this is a step in the right direction. Now, I'm not a Notre Dame fan by any stretch of the imagination. And I actually kind of, I mean, Notre Dame fans are going to hate me, but I kind of, Feel like their fan base, kind of like Michigan's, is a little arrogant for Michigan's because they've only won like one national title ever, and that was the year before the BCS. And yeah, it was the year before the BCS because Tennessee won the first BCS national championship in the '98 season. And so I think that I think that Notre Dame lives in the past too much, where they've been the one national championship like in the last 20 years, and a lot of their fan base still acts like Notre Dame is out here dominating college football. And so this isn't me being a Notre Dame fan, big enough, Brian Kelly. It's just, I would, I, I thought it was very interesting what he said. He had the quote about him. I listen to my players more. I feel like I'm a better leader of the program. And he could have talked about wins and losses and legacy, but instead he talked about leadership. And so, hey, good job for Brian Kelly. Um, oh, there's some interesting news, and I don't know if anyone cares about baseball right now, but it looks like Matt Harvey reaches a deal for a one-year, $11 million contract with the Angels. He had a very, very interesting run in New York, and New York isn't for everybody. Some people can thrive in New York, 
Some people fall into the pressure. That's why when you see Odell Beckham out here kicking nets, it's a tough market to play in. I'm not out here trying to vouch for Odell Beckham's, you know, yelling at water coolers and stuff. I don't get it, but hey, cool, if that's what motivates you. Um, so yeah, Matt Harvey. In the rotation, I don't know who any of these dudes are, except for Otani, but they're saying he probably won't pitch next year because of uh, Andrew Heaney, Tyler Skaggs, Nick Trapano. I don't know who none of these dudes are. And so, it's interesting to see Harvey's career because he started the All-Star Game in 2012 at City Field. And that's the same season where he outpitched Steven Strasburg in the Mets fan training Harvey's better. I'm getting all this on ESPN.com, by the way. And so, they say that by then, the hard-throwing Harvey was already a fixture in the tabloids, dating models, rooting on the New York the NHL's Rangers at Massachusetts Garden living the New York life. In 2015, he won two... They called him the Dark Knight, because Matt Harvey, Harvey Dent, which is interesting, because I always thought Batman was the Dark Knight. And so it's kind of... It was always a weird nickname for me. But he also won two playoff games that helped them get to the World Series. And then he ended up losing a World Series game and the Mets. And it said that he was never the same. Uh, he's another one of these guys with Tommy John surgery. It seems to happen more and more. Or maybe we're just hearing more about it now since they gave him the name that, that, that they diagnosed it years ago. So he's actually only 34 and 37 with a 3.66 ERA. So it'll be interesting. Now, L.A., it's also a big market. Now, it's not as the hardcore New York market, but, I mean, there's still plenty of trouble you can get into L.A. So, I say all this to say that I, I hope that Matt Harvey makes the most of this opportunity. And I hope that he's good again because he, he, it was something special to watch him. He, he, he made baseball entertaining. And so, I think it's important that we acknowledge a little bit of baseball news every once in a while. So, there were some basketball games that happened tonight. And we are going to click on the NBA. There was a oh come on. So the, the Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Indiana Pacers 92 to 91 on a tip in by Larry Nance. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets beat the Lakers, who have now lost two in a row, 115 to 110. And the Hawks beat the Wizards 118 to 110. They're that's crazy. The Mavericks just dropped their second game in a row, and I'm gonna actually look at this box score because. People just refuse to acknowledge how well the Denver Nuggets are playing. They're like, yeah, but I'm like, listen, they're, they've got a legit team. I mean, they're 21 and I can't see that. 21 and 8, it looks like. They got the second best record in the NBA, I think. And oh, they got one of the which one of the Plumley brothers is? They got one of the Plumley brothers. There's like 19 of them dudes. Mason. Alright, cool. I don't I mean I'm I don't know a difference between them dudes. I know they, they all went and played. They all played at Duke. But um, Harrison Barnes had 30 points. Uh, Luka Doncic had 23. ESPN. I hate the way that their their app. This is not the app. I'm actually on the laptop. Um, Jalen Brunson had eight points. Uh, DeAndre Jordan had 11 with 12 rebounds and no blocks. That's surprising. Harrison Barnes had a block. Um, Wesley Matthews had 14. 
and Dirk Nowitzki played a grand total of seven minutes with three points. I don't know what's going on with DSJ, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., but J.J. Beret had another 10 points off the bench. So let's go look at Denver. Plumlee had 11. Her Monaga, I'm not going to try to say his name. He had 12. Jokic had 32 and 16. Six offensive rebounds. He did have five turnovers, but plus 15. Jamal Murray, 22 points. 15 assists. Good grief. Like, uh, Trey Lyles had 16 points. Uh, whatever Morris dude this is. Uh, one of them brothers. Michael Beasley had, or some Beasley. That's not Michael Beasley. He plays for the Lakers. Monte Morris. I have no idea who this dude is. Oh, he, he um, is in his second year in the league. He's averaging 9.9 points a game. And uh, he's well, a young kid. He's 23 years old. So Denver has a very bright future. And this goes back to the fact that the Denver Nuggets are coached by Mike Malone, who Sacramento fired, and it was like the only coach up to that point that the Marcus Cousins had ever liked or respected. And I know the Kings are kind of having a resurgence this year. And so, I guess tonight, since I'm running out of stuff to talk about, just because, I mean, we could talk about NFL, 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 but I feel like I do that on my other shows. And so, today, we will give you an update of the playoff standings, because what else are we going to talk about? So the number one seed in the East is still the Toronto Raptors. They're 23 and 9. And they're 11 and 4 at home, 12 and 5 on the road. Um, they're 13 and 5 in conference, and they have a 7.5 uh, point differential in the positive. They've lost two games in a row, though. They've won, they're 5 and 5 in their last 10. Right behind them, a game and a half in the number two spot are the Milwaukee Bucks, which I predicted would be right around where they are. And they're 13 and 3 at home, 7 and 6 away. And they have a 8.8 uh, point differential on the positive. Indiana is now the third seed. They're 20 and 11. Philadelphia is 20 and 12. Boston's 18 and 11. The Pistons are 14 and 14. And the seventh spot is the Charlotte Hornets. They're 14 and 15. The Magic are 14 and 15. The Heat are 13 and 16. The Nets are now 14 and 18. They've won six in a row. The Wizards are 12 and 19. Like this John Wall, and then of course the Knicks, the Cavs, and the Hawks, and the Bulls have 9, 8, 7, and 7 wins respectively. Dumpster fire. In the West, and I'm going to get back to the Washington Wizards. Don't worry, I didn't forget about you, John Wall, even though he did have 40 the other night. The Denver Nuggets are 21 and 9. So actually, let me look at that real quick. Yeah, so they're right behind Toronto for the best record in the NBA. And right behind them at 21 and 10 are the Golden State Warriors, who won two games in a row and are 13-3 and three at home also. And they're, I think this is the last season Oracle. The Oklahoma City Thunder at 19-10. and 10. They're in the third spot. The Lakers are somehow still in the fourth seed, even though they lost two games in a row, and they're 18-13. and 13. The Trailblazers are 17-13 and 13 in the fifth seed. The sixth seed of Clippers are 17-13, and 13, surprising the hell out of me. The Memphis Grizzlies are 16-14. and 14, And the Sacramento Kings are 16-14 and 14 in the eighth spot. I don't... The Kings have always been the Kings ever since they've got this... G- weird G- the owner GM whoever it is I thought they could play four on five and just leave one but the guy back to cherry pick the Mavericks are out of the playoffs at 15 and 14 the Rockets are 15 and 14 they've won four games in a row watch out West San Antonio 16 and 15 uh, the Pelicans are 15 and 16 the Timberwolves are 14 and 16 but they're 2 and 12 on the road oh my gosh that is awful the, th- <laughs> the 
the Jazz are 14 and 17. That's the disappointing team to me is I thought they'd be a lot better this year. I mean, they, they, they were in the playoffs last year. Uh, uh, what's, what the heck's that dude's name to play? So I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. And so Donovan Mitchell was, I think, should have been the rookie of the year. And I think Ben Simmons won it. Um, and so I'm trying to figure out who the leading scorer is. Donovan Mitchell at 21 points per game, but they takes a lot of really bad shots. Um, and Ricky Rubio is averaging only six assists a game. And then Rudy Gobert. So the West is very, very interesting. And I would not be surprised if any of these teams make or don't make the playoffs. Now, dismiss me with the Lakers aren't making the playoffs. I mean, they have LeBron. I just I don't think there is a way that they can not. I just don't. I just don't see a LeBron team at this point not making the playoffs. And so, back to the Washington Wizards. They are atrocious. They are four and thirteen on the road. The Cavaliers are three. The Hawks are two and fourteen on the road. They're so bad. Um, the Bulls are really bad too. That they actually have. It looks like. Um, nope, nope. The Suns still have the worst rec- worst record in the NBA. So, I want to go back to Washington real quick, and I'm gonna just pull up their roster because it's not like they don't have players. So. Scotty Burke's gonna get they're gonna get him the hell out of there if they don't start winning games. And so they have John Wall, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter Jr., uh, Trevor Ariza now. That should help, I think. Um Dwight Howard, but I think he's hurt. Um Jeff Green, Jordan McRae. Both of those guys used to play for the Cavaliers. Uh Markeith Morris is actually a bench player for them now. Sam Decker, they got that in the uh, Cavaliers trade. Um, so, yeah, I just I don't understand the team of John Wall, Bradley Beal, um, Otto Porter Jr. being this bad. Um, and let's look at their schedule coming up, because I doubt it gets any easier. They're 12 and 19. 12 and 19 is not good. So, regular season. Got it pulled up. So in their so they've two, three, four, five, six. And their last six games are one and five. They've got the Rockets coming up. Phoenix at Indiana. Okay, so they're at Houston. They're home for Phoenix. At Indiana, at Detroit. And then they get home Chicago, Charlotte, Atlanta, at Miami, at Oklahoma City, at Philadelphia, versus Philadelphia. We'll just stop there. I think they're going to lose to Houston. I think they're going to beat Phoenix. I think they're going to lose to Indiana and Detroit. I think they'll beat Chicago. I think they'll beat the Hornets. I think they'll beat Atlanta. I think they'll lose to Miami, Oklahoma City, and Philadelphia twice. So, that would make them, let's see, 12 and 20, 13 and 20, 13 and 22, 14 and 22, uh, 14 and 23, 15 and 23, one, two, three, four. So they'll be. Fit. I have them. Be, I have them. And January 9th, I think they'll be 15 and 27. That's a good way to get a decent coach like Scott Brooks fired. I just don't get it. I mean, John Wall's out here. Let me just look up John Wall's stats this year. 
And I know he was hurt for a little bit. He's averaging 21.5 and 8.9 assists per game. Which is... He's a little lower than his career average in assists, but he's higher than his points per game. And for some reason, no one seems to like this dude. Oh, I just said that they're going to beat Atlanta. They just lost to Atlanta. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. John Wall. John Wall, John Wall, John Wall. Um... It's just a very head-scratching team in the NBA. Well, this has been the Jesse James Show. We are going to go to a quick commercial break, and we will be right back after these messages from 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Thank you for listening to 12-Ounce Sports Radio. If you're an avid listener, you'll notice we've had... Many gambling shows join our station. The Primetime Angle Show, The Vegas Squares, Nate Wall, and many more, as well as writers, too. With that in mind, you should join MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Use the promo code 12OZSPORTS, use all caps, and you'll get up to a $1,000 deposit bonus, courtesy of 12 Ounce Sports Radio. So be sure to go to mybookie.ag, sign up, and use the promo code 12OZSPORTS, all caps, to get that deposit bonus. Now go out there and win, and cash that ticket, as Pop DiBiase says. Oh, it's summertime. What's that mean? We're all heading off to the golf course. But don't go too fast. Make sure you go to 12OutSportsRadio.com and book a tee time. At the bottom of any page, you'll see Book Like a Pro. Click that banner, enter your course of choice or zip code, find a tea time you like, book that tea time, and you'll get up to 50% off courtesy of 12-Ounce Sports Radio. Book like a pro, even if you don't play like one. Hey, business owners and leaders, this is Chris America with an exciting message for you. Right now, just like you are, 50% of Americans are listening to live streaming internet radio, with that number growing every single year. We're excited to announce that 12 Ounce Sports Radio is also growing with that. With that said, we'd like you to come in at an opportune time to advertise your business on our station at a competitive rate. We have live daily shows streaming across all over America and the entire world, reaching out to the audience and connecting with them the way that your business needs to. If you're interested, go ahead and contact us by going to 12OunceSportsRadio.com. That's 12OZSportsRadio.com. Click the contact us page and go ahead and send out your information to us. We're excited to get right back to you and get your business rolling on 12OutSportsRadio.com. Hope you have a great day. Oh, what a great game. And even better, I bought the tickets on 12OutSportsRadio, www.12ozsportsradio.com. Navigate to the event tickets page, where based on your geolocation, upcoming events will be listed, or you can search by your zip code. That's event tickets page of 12 Ounce Sports Radio, where you'll find a promo code that'll get you a big discount on your first purchase. Get in the game. Oh, 
Belichick, head coach of the New England Patriots. I know what you're thinking. Hey, bro, why do you sound so excited that you lost to the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl? Well, it's simple. I've been listening to Scout Team Sports every Wednesday night from 7.30 to 9 on the 12-Ounce Sports Radio Network. I know I shouldn't be shouting, but these guys give me so fine for that. Anyways, listen like I do every Wednesday night, 7.30 to 9, 12-Ounce Sports Radio Network. We're moving on to the next commercial. I'm Chris, aka The Hood. Join us every Wednesday at 11 a.m. where we break down the week in Boston sports. You never know what we'll come up with or who we'll have on for a guest. So be sure to check us out on 12 Ounce Sports, iTunes, and wherever podcasts are available. Check out our website, www.diehardbostonsportsfans.com. See you on the show. We're out. This is Jesse Williams on the Jesse James Show live on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. I'm back. Sounds like an Eminem intro or something. Like, yo, for all those who've been, you know, supporting me, uh, I'm back. Man, I just saw something on Twitter. And let me just say first off that I love Twitter because it's a great place to promote my content. And... There are a lot of really cool people on Twitter. So I saw that Colin Cowherd fake announced that he was going to leave Twitter. Bro, I did not realize people hate him so much. Oh my goodness. Like, they're like, man, I hope you were leaving radio and leaving television. Listen, calling him cow turd and like, like, because it's like, oh gosh, because that's so original. So this is going to be my little, how about we be original rant? Because I love going on rants. But here's my thing. Y'all think that this man really gives a damn about what y'all think? I have just seen so many people taking time out of their day to respond to something that's obviously not true. Um, I do feel that it was kind of weird for Colin to announce it on his show and then send out the tweet afterwards. Like, But I guess that's a way to see who listens to the show and who doesn't. I, I don't listen to Colin live. I don't have cable. Surprise, surprise. I have Netflix and Hulu and all that. So I don't... And I work at a restaurant, so there's t- there's sports on TV all the time. Like, our job might as, might as well be a sports bar. Because there's nothing but sports on all the time. And so... And that's why I'm not really always super up-to-date with the news. Unless it comes across my Twitter. But... Um... Oh, I guess someone's talking about Philip Rivers being a Hall of Famer. Um, 79 votes. 70% of people say yes. 30 people say no. Philip Hall of Famers. Let me get back to my Colin Cowherd point. But I I listened to Colin on CastBox, the pod app that you can also find, the Jesse James Show and the Kicker and the Outlaw. If you're interested in listening to this on another platform than what you will be listening to on it when I put it on Spotify and all those other apps. And so... And yes, I live by the train track, so once again, you can hear a train going by my house. And so, I guess I just picked the time that trains... Like, it was funny today because Ian and David and I were on the show today. The first time the three of us had done a show together since the Rehab Sports guys initially broke up. 
And we didn't break up as friends. It was just, we had a lot going on at that time, and Ian wasn't able to commit fully. And now we're all back together in some way or form. And we, we've maintained our friendship through that. Don't get that twisted. Um, I was disappointed when the move happened, but Ian and David are my brothers. And so... And so we were all on air today, and Ian came back on, and he goes, choo-choo. And I was like, oh, the Ian train. Oh, wait a minute. You could hear the train in the background. It was hilarious because uh, the, the horn on the train was going off. And so why, if someone could answer me, why do people, now I, I think I know the answer to this question. And sometimes I ask questions that I already know the answer to, but it doesn't make it a rhetorical question. So. I understand why people can't stand Skip Bayless. I get it. Because he says things sometimes that make me sit back and say, you have been in sports way too long to actually believe the words that are coming out of your own mouth. Right? But people still watch. People still tweet at him. People, like, eat this stuff up. It's so funny that Twitter people will say they don't care about something while they're talking about something. Well, obviously you care because you took time out of your day to say you didn't care about something, which means if you didn't care about it, you wouldn't have tweeted about it. So you did tweet about it. So you do care about it. Basic logic there. I, I understand why Colin might irritate people because he's like anti-celebrating and he seems to be kind of anti-fun and he's anti-baker. But he, he uses... I think that Colin actually comes up with decent arguments to back up his points. And he does a section on his radio show where I was right, where I was wrong. So he says, hey, I was wrong about this. I can respect that. The other thing I respect about Colin is if he trashes someone, he invites them on the show. He did it with Lane Johnson. He did it with Baker Mayfield. And, he, and, he's, and he's came out and said, I respect them for coming on the show. We could talk about it, disagree, whatever. Terrell Owens is another one. And, and I respect people, like, if I ever say anything bad about a player and I was in the national media, I would always welcome that person on my show, unless you're just a terrible human being. But for the most part, I'm just talking about what goes on on the field, on the court, on the ice, on the tennis, on the golf course. I'm not really too interested in digging into people's personal lives and trying to find some tweet you sent when you were 14. I got better stuff to do with my time, people. But, and, and I would... I would even have Colin or Skip Bayless on my show to defend some of the things they say because here's the thing about radio, sports, media. I love to debate things. I refuse to allow somebody to say something and not back it up. You can ask David this. David will say things and I'm like, explain yourself. Like, and it's not that I'm letting him do anything like that. That might have been a poor choice of words. I prefer it that if someone's going to come up with a bold statement, that you have some facts to back it up. And if you don't, then I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to tell you why. Now, I am always willing to be wrong. Being right and wrong in this, I mean, I, I will go ahead and tell you right now, if you listen to any of my NFL picks, and then you go bet money based on what I said on the radio, one, you're not very bright, and two, public service announcement, don't do that. I'm not saying you're not bright to gamble on sports. That's your money. You can do with it what you want. But if you're listening to my picks, I'm like 50-50. And I sound really good saying some of the things I say, and then the Buffalo Bills come out here and make me look stupid sometimes. No disrespect to the Bills, but when they beat the Vikings, I was like, I'm glad I don't bet on sports. I got the Super Bowl wrong like 10 years in a row. It was ridiculous. And my problem is that sometimes I pick with my heart. But I did get the pits. Well, 
I think I picked New England on one show and then Pittsburgh on the other show, so I don't always remember my picks, but deep down inside, I just had no faith that we were going to beat New England. But I, I pick them because, I mean, if you look at the matchups, the, the Patriots aren't that good this year. They play in a weak division, that helps. They got beat by Miami. They got beat by Pittsburgh, who is the most schizophrenic football franchise I've seen in forever. And so, I I love it when people argue with my takes. I don't get mad about it. I'm willing to have a conversation with you about it. I am willing to put my reputation on the line. Are you? Like I used to do. I, I I sometimes do like freestyle hip hop, right? And so I go to a bar and they'll be doing karaoke. And it's and it's usually places I know the people, and so I don't just show up to random places out of town and just like start doing this. But what I do is I do karaoke. I put on a, a hip-hop song, and then I freestyle over the beat instead of, like, doing the words. And one time I had a guy come up to me, and he was like, man, I'll kill you in a rap battle, like, just for battling-wise. And I said, he said, well, I'll battle you right here. And I said, no. I said, I'm willing to go up on that stage, and I'm pointing with my finger like y'all can see me. I'm willing to go up on the stage and put my reputation and my credibility on the line. And that's how I feel about sports radio. I'm willing to put myself out there and be ridiculed because I stand by the things that I say. So, and, and, and I'm not saying that you have to come on the radio show to criticize me at all. That's fine. But just know that you're welcome to come on here and debate me about it. Now, all that clowning and stuff, like, I don't do all that, like, trolling. Like, I've got a wife. I've got a job. I'm in the Army. I was in school until the semester ended. I've got Christmas gifts to buy. i got two dogs. i got lots of friends. Well, not a lot of friends, but I have a close group of friends that I hang out with. And so, I'm not going to waste my time with people who are disingenuous. But, if you are genuine, and you want to argue with me about sports, and shoot me, hit me on Twitter at jwillsportsguy, or hit us up on, what's the, what's our kicker in the outlaw Twitter, I should notice, at ko underscore sports talk. Speaking of, we have less than a minute left, so... This has been the Jesse James Show presented by 12 Ounce Sports Radio. It's really just the Jesse James Show presented by 12 Ounce Sports Radio. just flows nice. And TuneIn app. We do this every night from 10 o'clock Central to 11 o'clock Central PM. Or if you're on the East Coast, 11 to midnight. Tomorrow is Wednesday. We will not have a show tomorrow. Well, I will have a show tomorrow, but the kicker and the outlaw will not have a show. Thursday at 1 o'clock PM Central and 2 o'clock Okay, so it's 1 to 2 Central, 2 to 3 Eastern. I'm running out of time. Check us out, 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Peace, God bless, have a great night.